Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. August 11th, Wednesday. Can't believe summer is already almost over. It's crazy how time flies. Crazy. Welcome in. Hope you are having a splendid morning, afternoon, whenever you get a chance to tune in, download, and listen to the final play with Mikey Clutch. This is on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life. You know, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the good places. The good places. Great show coming in today. We've got a lot of quarterback talk all around the league. All around the league, which is fun for me as a former quarterback in high school. We'll get into, you know, I, I want to do this. Uh, a lot of people have been doing it on other shows. I felt like, you know what, I'll adopt it as well for the final play. Let's see what teams have a chance to go last to first because in, it's happened quite a bit in the last 19 seasons since we got in the uh, four teams in each division and eight division format. So I want to get into that. That'll probably be towards the end of the show. But, yeah, I mean, these young quarterbacks. I want to get into some Deshaun Watson, some Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson struggles in camp, how Trey Lance has been looking, Justin Fields. I mean, I, I saw some video of Justin Fields, and wow, some of the arm angles, amazing. Bears fans, watch out. And let's get a little Russell Wilson talk. I, he, he spoke in the media about one of his star linemen not being at camp and how big of an impact that is. But I want to start with the man who got the bag. You know who that is. Josh Allen getting paid early. He had a great season last year. Could have, you know, could have been an MVP if Aaron Rodgers wasn't uh, so on point last year and having his best season ever. Josh Allen definitely was in the MVP conversation. And he gets the bag, as I said. He, he, he got paid, and to me, do I make him, what, the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes? After one spectacular year, after his first two were not what last year was. Let's just say that. Very underwhelming. But, hey, he got his money. Hats off to him. You sign him early. You get him on a cheaper contract, so that way when the league's you know, salary cap starts growing and getting higher, this this man's going to be cheaper than maybe most guys by the time it's over. So, uh, yeah, congrats to him. Buffalo, you see what you have in him. You trust him. You think he deserves the money. As long as Brian Dable's there, he, he's, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Maybe he, he learns and grows under Brian Dable, and then once Dable eventually and inevitably leaves to be a head coach, He'll have all the tools in place to 
be able to succeed without Brian Dable. But I think that's why Buffalo was a great spot for Dable to stay, mold and grow this kid a little more. And that way he's ready to take the training wheels off of Brian Dable when he leaves, which that's going to be awesome. So I want to get into this contract. He gets that extension. He, he didn't have to sign it this early. He, he was saying contract talks are going to be cut if this, as soon as the season starts or actually in camp. I think he wanted to do it before the, before the first preseason game. He was going to stop and halt all talks about the contract because he wants to focus on football, which is what I want to hear from star quarterbacks and franchise guys. But it made me think. Now that Josh Allen is paid, let's go to his draft class. Because these guys still haven't got a contract extension. Baker Mayfield, who was taken number one overall in that draft. Well, Sam Darnold got traded out of New York. Now in Carolina, he was picked third. Josh Allen, who, as I mentioned, just got paid. Was it $258 million? Million. Josh Rosen, who picked 10th, signed a one-year contract with the Niners. He's third string right now. And Lamar Jackson, as we all know, we think is going to get a big number as well. Probably more than what Baker. Baker, you know I'm not a big Baker fan, but you know what? He proved me wrong last year. He looked real good with the weapons that he has. He deserves good money. I don't think I would give him Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes type money. But I'll, I'll throw a couple stacks at him, you know. I, I think he's worth maybe 30 mil. 30 mil a year. 32 mil tops. And I, I just, I think that's the sweet spot for Baker and Lamar. I hope he takes a chance on himself. And bets on himself this season. Because I think he's going to have a top-five type season out of all these quarterbacks. And I could see him waiting till the end of the season and his stock goes up, and then he's going to be the highest paid, if not the second highest paid. He'll get paid more than Allen, I think. If he goes out there and performs like he did his MVP season in 2019, Lamar Jackson's going to get paid. They're going to back up that Brinks truck, baby. They have to. Lamar is the most dynamic quarterback in the league. You can even go check my blog post on pinewoodsportsnetwork.com. That, that'll be a, a good read. Good read about Lamar Jackson and kind of the disrespect that the sports media has thrown his way. It's just unfair. And this man's been doing nothing but winning. He's 30-8, and eight, I believe, as a starting quarterback. 30-8. and eight. And that's coming in his rookie year with seven starts going six and one, getting the Ravens into the playoffs. Would they go 12 and four the year after that? 13, no, sorry, 13 and two his second year in 15 starts. 13 and two. So, first two seasons, a season and a half, we'll call it, he's 19 and three. 19 and 3. And then last year goes 11 and 4, misses that game, which for the COVID protocols, 
RG3 started against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh shouldn't have won that game if Lamar plays. Baltimore wins that division last year because we all saw Pittsburgh implode and barely win the division. But if Lamar played that game, that would have been Pittsburgh's fifth loss, and Baltimore would have went 12-4 and and won the division, and maybe that looks different. But Lamar gets his first playoff win last year. Now, he's only 24 years old. We have to realize that. He's 24 years old, wins MVP at 22. His record is 30-7 and as a starter. And you're going to tell me that Josh Allen deserves more money than him? Because I don't think so. So we'll see how the season plays out. Mars done nothing but be a gamer and win. And that's what you want from your franchise quarterback. So I, I'm, I'm going to go out and say Lamar's going to get paid after this season. If not, maybe before. Maybe the Josh Allen contract getting done this early puts the pressure on Baltimore and they get this young man paid. And then it, it, this also made me wonder, because we, we're in a time where quarterbacks are on a short leash, they get little to almost no time to really improve and go out there because coaches and GMs are on the clock to succeed now. And if you can't get a guy in there and help progress his abilities, then you're on the hot seat. And to me, that's unfair. Not every quarterback is going to come in like a Deshaun Watson or a Lamar Jackson, a Justin Herbert, you can even say, because he, he was fantastic last year. They're not going to come in year one and give you production, at least production at, those, at the level of the guys that I just mentioned. And I wanted to go. In the last five drafts, let's go back to 2016, Let's look at the quarterbacks taken in the first round. I know there's some guys that start that were in the in the second and, and, and later rounds, like Dak in, in 2016, fourth round. All right. I'm not gonna count guys outside the first round, but this is what we have to look at with guys in the first round. 2016, number one overall, Jared Goff with the Rams. Horrible rookie season. McVay came in and instantly changed. Changed things around for Jared Goff. Jared Goff looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, they go to the Super Bowl with him, but they already shipped him out. Already shipped him out to Detroit. Number two overall, Carson Wentz. We all know that history. Injuries, 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 injuries. Was on an MVP run, got hurt. And they were given the keys right away, and we saw Jared Goff, year one. All right, struggled, but he was thrown out there. And learned and got better when McVay came in. Wentz, same thing. Was thrown out there year one. He just couldn't stay on the field. We, we think all the talent's there for, for Carson Wentz. But we really haven't been able to see it. And we definitely haven't seen it for a full season. So that it's, it's kind of tough to judge him. But we'll go to 2017. Number two overall pick, Mitchell Trubisky. Given all the time. This is a rare case. Where he actually got chance after chance. Came in rookie year, was very underwhelming with John Fox 
as the coach. Again, bringing an offensive guy, you know, McVay for golf, Nagy for Trubisky. Where did the Bears go? 13-3 and three and miss out on the double doink. But they looked good. But then they backtracked because, to me, I don't think Nagy really trusted Trubisky and his abilities because he just couldn't make some of the throws that he should have been able to make. But they cut the cord on him. He's now backing up the second-highest-paid quarterback in the league. And then Mahomes. What, what do we do with Mahomes? Sit him a whole year, learn behind an all-pro, Alex Smith. And, and then we see what happens year two Mahomes when he actually starts the season. And then 12th overall pick in the 2017 draft, Deshaun Watson came in right away. Mentioned him earlier. A guy that contributed and was ready to go day one, which we all thought Watson was the best quarterback coming out of that draft. You can say now that you thought Mahomes, but I'm going to call BS on that. It, we all knew Watson was the guy in that draft. Mahomes had a lot of raw talent and abilities, but we didn't see enough from him. Will he work in this league? Luckily, he gets the best or one of the best offensive coordinators this NFL has ever seen. So that works. Perfect fit for Mahomes. He he explodes. Watson, we know the situation that's going on now. At the time, and even before this offseason, he's a guy that you want for your franchise. 2018, Baker Mayfield. Breaks the rookie touchdown record. To me, that that's going to be broken many times. We already saw... Justin Herbert break that this past season. I'm sure Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, they can break it this season. But Baker Mayfield, number one overall, finally had a season that a number one overall pick should have this past season. And that was year, what, two? Year three? Year three. So that's that's all I'm saying is some of these guys are given leashes and some aren't. Sam Darnold. All right, well, Adam Gase, we all know, was an incompetent offensive coordinator. And Sam Darnold struggled. But he doesn't have the right coach in place to help him figure things out and really give him good coaching. Like He just wasn't a good coach. And so Sam Darnold got really shafted. Going to New York. Now he's in Carolina. Let's see how that works out. Not too sure. Josh Allen, though. He was given three years. Because in year three, he finally exploded. He was given a chance. Josh Rosen bounced around, which I'm starting to think, honestly, Arizona made a big mistake grabbing Kyler Murray and, and letting Josh Rosen go. I still think, Josh Rosen, you don't come out as a top quarterback First rounder and not have a chance. And, and if he's still working, if he's still got confidence and motivation to go out there, I think Josh Allen or Josh Rosen, I'm sorry, is still going to be a good player in this league when given the right opportunity. It's just everywhere he goes, the teams are drafting young quarterbacks. Uh, it started in Arizona with Kyler Murray. He, you know, Miami. Yeah, well, now they got Tua. Niners. He, he was going to back up Jimmy G. But then we went for Trey Lance. So I feel really bad for him. He hasn't been given the right opportunity. And Lamar Jackson, like again, with Deshaun Watson, came in day one, one. 
and, and won. Started winning games, 30-7 record as a starter. That's, that's amazing to me. And he's only 24 years old again. But some of these guys, you, you get time. And what I don't understand is some of these guys, like uh, Daniel Jones, that was the next draft I was going to, 2019. You got Kyler Murray, day one, started. He still doesn't, yeah, he can move around. He still doesn't show me that he's ready to take over a team. He still needs a lot of help. Uh, Daniel Jones, we know, needs a lot of help. But he's been giving chance after chance, and now they loaded that offense for him to succeed. But And then Dwayne Haskins taking 15 in that draft, and he's been not at all a first-round pick. They want to say he looked good in, in that preseason Hall of Fame game against Dallas. He was dumping it off. All right, you better make those throws. I can make those throws. It's, it's just it, it's hard to see that people are quick to jump ship on Tua, who was a rookie last year, 6-3 and three in his starts. But people are already, oh, we should trade and, and get Deshaun Watson and, and flip it. I'd much rather have Tua right now than Watson because at least Tua isn't in legal trouble and is available. Watson, we don't know what's going to go on. If he's going to have to be put on the commissioner's exempt list, he's going to miss time. But that we'll, we'll see. But fans are too reactionary and want results now. I don't get why New York hasn't seen enough of Daniel Jones. This is going to be year three. He better improve. Because guys like Jalen Hurts, who, again, was a rookie last year, taken in the second round, people want to jump ship on him for just Sean Watson. Why are we not giving the guys a chance that deserve a chance that we haven't seen enough on? Like, Tua needs to be in that offense and not being taken in and out for Ryan Fitzpatrick so that way he can get a root rhythm and get a feel for the game. I get it. You still almost made the playoffs and went 10-6 and six with that strategy last year, Flores. But Brian Flores, he needs to be – he needs to just have confidence in Tua and let him work out the kinks. It seemed like – look, at Alex Smith had so many opportunities. When he got drafted in 06, 05, 06, and – had coordinator after coordinator, head coach after head coach. And finally, when Jim Harbaugh got there, that's the best years we got of Alex Smith. And then obviously when he went to Andy Reid, even better. But it took him five years to get the right situation. And luckily, because he was a number one overall pick or first-round pick, the Niners stuck with him. But you don't see that now with guys who actually – kind of deserve it, and, and haven't shown you enough. I, listen, to me, Daniel Jones showed me enough to where, again, I, I like New York. Give them year three. Year three is usually when quarterbacks need to have their shit together. And Daniel Jones needs to have it together this year in order for him to keep his job. And 
I think I've seen up with the turnovers. It's it's gotten worse from year one to year two. But again, we'll see year three. This is the judgment year. We all know that. But a guy like Tua and a guy like Jalen Hurts, they need more time. I, I You can't even judge them on this season if they go out there and stink it up. I would give it to year three, midway year four for those guys just because of how wonky their year ones were with the switching in and out and, and not really having a full season under their belt. And this is another thing. I, I was trying to figure this out and go back and look. Do young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks in year two and year three guys who have been struggling play a lot in the preseason? Because in my opinion, I know I'm beating a dead horse with this Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow even. I know he's coming off injury. But guys like this, Sam Darnold, they need to be playing at least a half of football in their first preseason game. Maybe even three quarters. There's no way these guys have shown enough that they can they, they only have to play a series or, or a quarter in the preseason. Not like Mahomes and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers where they don't need any preseason at all at this point. But if I'm the head coach for any of those quarterbacks, they're going out there and, and they're going to get better. They're going to work on their timing with their, their receivers. They're going to work on the chemistry. They're going to get a feel for the game. You, you go out there, let them audible, call out the defense, call out blitzes, put the linemen in the right spot. This is all things that these guys need to be working on, and, and that's why this is the preseason. We didn't get it last year. So maybe that's what's kind of throwing me off here, but guys like these need to have more playing time in preseason. It, they, they can't... I, if I, I turn on the TV this weekend and see... Like I said, Daniel Jones or Jalen Hurts or Tua, if they're play available for that first preseason game, if I see them go out there and play a drive or two, and then they're going to be benched, you're doing these guys a disservice. You need them to learn as much as possible because regular season, there is no waiting. That's when it counts. One loss makes all the difference in this league. You have to go out and work everything out in the preseason. Josh Allen even. I, I'm still on the fence. Baker, still on the fence. Do they need a full half? They showed enough last year, maybe not, but I would like to see them go out there for a few drives. Just give them three drives. Just to get the rhythm back with their guys, Okay. But Darnold, again, one of those guys where I think he needs to play at least one half. And, and that goes for all the quarterbacks drafted this year. Lawrence Wilson, for sure. Wilson, man, I would put him out there for almost the whole game. Trey Lance, I would put him out there for mostly the whole game. Mac Jones, mostly the whole game. Now, Fields and Lawrence, just because... They're probably going to be start. Well, Zach Wilson's going to start week one, but there's things in training camp where he's not looking good. But 
I'll get into what Robert Salas said yesterday. We all know said he, he said on uh, Monday that it's going to get worse before it gets better, but I got a little soundbite from him yesterday on Zach Wilson, which kind of made me breathe a sigh of relief. We're like, okay, this kid gets it a little bit, but I, I still think he, he should not be starting year one. He has no choice. It's New York where the lights are almost the brightest. Uh, you, you can you can go L.A., uh, you can go Chicago, but Zach Wilson, he's got a lot to prove and a lot of pressure on him that's not fair, in my opinion. I feel bad for him, but yeah, Lawrence and Fields potentially going to start week one. We probably all know Lawrence's Fields. I have an inkling that he will. And uh, sorry, get off topic. Russell Wilson, go back. That's your that's your homework for me. Go back, watch his rookie preseason highlights, and this is what I've been saying about Justin Fields. You look at these throws that Russell Wilson was making in preseason, his rookie year, and and this is what won him the starting job over Matt Flynn, who was brought in because he had that spectacular game against Detroit uh, when he was playing in Green Bay, and they signed him to that contract. And, and Wilson just showed too much with his legs, his, his versatility, being able to run around. But, man, I forgot. Wilson was making these deep throws his rookie year. He's, he's the best deep ball thrower in the league and puts it right on the spot, and he did that in preseason. And it was just, it, it, with the throws he was making, that's what you're looking for. You're looking at where he's putting it, can his, is it only in his receiver's path, come down with it, make sure the defender can't make a play on it. And he was doing all that. And that's why that preseason, I saw him, I was like, this, he's going to start. He's going to win that job over Matt Flynn. It's just you're seeing too many good, accurate NFL throws, and it was elite. It really was at, at that young age. So that, to me, I saw a video of Justin Fields in practice. I know it's only practice, but, again, I was looking at where he was putting the ball and the arm angles he was throwing from and still being accurate. Nagy is going to have a tough decision come week one. I'm sorry, but Andy Dalton's not going to be the guy. Andy Dalton can't make the throws that I've seen Justin Fields make already. In just a couple video clips, I know I might be getting ahead of myself, a little hyperbolic, but I just I think Fields, this is why I can't wait for preseason week one. I think he's, he's about to show some things that are just going to make the fans, ownership, front office, coaching staff, go, whoa. All right. So I, I think, again, give him the most opportunity. Don't mess it up like you did Trubisky. But to me, Nagy, I think, already has more confidence in fields than he ever did in Trubisky at any point of coaching him. And this is why he's going to open up the playbook, which Justin Fields, who can make the throws and, and do the plays better than what Trubisky was able to do, I think that's why Nagy... We're going to see the Bears. Watch out. I know that it, 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 it really it sucks that the Bears don't have the defense they did that year they went 13-3 and because a lot of players are gone. And it, if you had Justin Fields on that team, that double doink wouldn't even 
have been there because the Bears would have beat up on the Eagles with Justin Fields. Ah, I know. I haven't seen him play an NFL game. I wish the Niners took him, but, hey, this time the Bears won the quarterback in the draft, and the Niners were left. Hey, but Trey Lance, we'll see. This is why I like Trey Lance sitting behind Garoppolo. To me, it's an Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes type, and we'll see if Lance can be a fraction of what Mahomes is. That, that would be, hey, if this kid can go out there, give me 30, 30 touchdowns, keep it under 10 picks, maybe a couple rushing touchdowns, a handful of rushing touchdowns. I, I think this kid's going to be fine. But only time will tell, and hopefully Jimmy is injury-free this year, which I don't know. There, there's just something about this training camp and hearing Jimmy talk. He's, I don't think he's going to be hurt this year. I don't think he's going to be hurt this year. And our line is even better, and he'll be protected. But sorry I went off on that long tangent. So back to these rookies and young quarterbacks needing all the time in preseason to get better. You just you can't throw them out into the fire and expect them to – be an MVP-type level quarterback in year one, year two, year three, when you really haven't been given the, the best opportunities for them to succeed. And that, and that's what I, I – that's the only thing that scares me is some of these organizations. Like, like look at New England in a great spot. Mac Jones does not have to play this year. Bill Belichick's not going to get fired within the next five years maybe. So Mac Jones has a longer leash. He can go out there and stink it up the next two years, next three years, year four, finally make that leap to be a great NFL quarterback. Some of these guys just take longer than others. So I really hope that the franchises that are smart figure that out. And and, and we do see that, right? We, we do see that in some franchises that give the right guy the right amount of time, but Miami really can't screw this up. They're going to have to be patient with Tua from what we saw last year. Listen, Green Bay, most likely last year with Aaron Rodgers, you get Jordan Love to learn under him one more year, and then let him stink it up for a couple more, maybe he'll be ready his fifth year, fourth year. Joe Burrow Coming back from injury, he's going to have not pressure this year, but if he goes out there and isn't that great, then he's going to have to bounce back year three and really prove himself because he's a number one overall quarterback. He's shown signs of good play last year before he got hurt, but now he's got his buddy Jamar Chase. I hope... He goes out there and lights it up. Listen, I hope all these guys end up lighting it up because the league is just better with great quarterback play. Hands down, games are the most fun when you got two great quarterbacks going head-to-head. And it, it's just going to be a fun season to me. I, I think this is one of the most fun seasons that we're going to have, and I've never, I don't think I've ever been so excited for a season to start. I really don't. But 
we'll move on. We shall move on. All right. Deshaun Watson. I don't even know what to say about this anymore. But <clears throat> they uh, make him come to practice. Well, he goes to camp so he doesn't get fined. Doesn't want to miss out on money. Then they put him on defense as a safety, not taking any reps. Now they're going to play Green Bay in preseason, preseason game one. And he's not going to travel with the team. He wasn't going to play because he had limited reps at quarterback. Now what this tells me, I think the Texans are close to a deal with somebody. But the asking price that they're asking, I don't know if they're going to get everything that they want for Deshaun Watson. If I'm Philly, come on, ride it out with Hurts. You haven't even given this kid a chance. He almost let a comeback in his first game coming in, subbing for Carson Wentz last year. Uh, it's just that that's what frustrates me about some of these guys that deserve a longer leash and more time to figure things out don't get the time. Like he he didn't he wasn't terrible. I, I know he completed fifty two percent of his passes, which isn't good, but he's learning. He's a second round quarterback. He's not a first round quarterback. And you're having him fight it out with Joe Flacco? Come on. Then let Joe Flacco start. Let Hurts learn a couple, couple for a couple more seasons or a year. But you just can't. It's, it's, that's what's frustrating, right? And, and then same thing. Miami's got a lot to give up to get Deshaun Watson. But again, why are we quick to jump ship on Tua? I know he didn't look great as far as the eye test goes. But 6-3 and three as a quarterback, 64% completion percentage, which is pretty good. 1,800 yards, 11 touchdowns, 5 picks. All right? In, in, in 10 games. Give this kid a chance to grow. We haven't seen anything yet. So let's pump the brakes on... Now, Drew Locke, boom, Denver, make the trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, even Carolina, let's give Darnold, he's cheaper, let's give him a year under Matt Rule's system with a better team or weapons, at least on offense, than he did in New York. He's got his buddy Robbie Anderson, all right, familiarity, but you have the best running back in the league, hands down, in my opinion, in Christian McCaffrey. So, let's give this kid a chance, too. Watson, he's got slim pickings, but if he does go to Denver, Denver's a Super Bowl roster if he can play and finish it out next year. And all this legal trouble doesn't get in the way. And, you know, it's just... Zach Wilson... He, he, you're hearing, oh, he, he struggled in camp. Well, you know, there's reasons why quarterbacks struggle in camp. I mean, Jimmy G, what was it? He threw five interceptions in a row the year that the Niners went to the Super Bowl. You're figuring out things in the offense, and, and you know, you're, you're looking at the defense, but you're in practice. That's why it's practice. 
Question, all right, what, what throws can I make? And he, here's Robert Sala when he was asked, you know, why he's kind of been struggling, Zach Wilson, and, you know, what, what, what can happen? A lot of stuff you see is he's, he's testing what he can and can't get away with, uh, which I think is awesome. Um, the, the kid's going to be fine. So he's, uh, he's going through a process, and, and what I love about it is he's deliberate in his process and how he wants to – he's trying to find ways to get better. But like I said, there, there's things that he's trying. He really doesn't care about the noise. He doesn't care about any of it. He's just – he's focused on trying to get himself ready to be the best quarterback in the league, and, um, and, and we're all in love with this process. Yeah, he's doing things to see what he can get away with, what throws he can make maybe in-game on certain plays. Like That's what quarterbacks should be doing. Now, with that said, it's a whole different ballgame when you actually go on Sunday on the field regular season against top defenses. Now, he gets... An easy match, not easy match. I wouldn't say easy, but he gets a favorable matchup in week one against Carolina, who their defense has been on the rebuild. But week two, I mean, you're in the division with three of the best defensive-minded coaches, head coaches in this league. Uh, you got to go against Sean McDermott. You got to go against Bill Belichick, and then also Brian Flores. That's that's a gauntlet of just coaching right there. But, yeah, week two in New York against New England, and we know what Bill Belichick does against young quarterbacks. So at least we'll see what happens. If Wilson goes out there and sees ghosts just like Sam Donald did, then we're going to have the same issue. But you got to let this kid learn, and then he's got Denver's defense the week after that. Tough sledding. But he's... He's playing some tough defenses next year. And so don't expect this kid to light it up as a number two overall pick. Just don't have expectations that are reasonable. Don't have these outlandish expectations that he's going to go out there and break rookie records. I just, he's not, especially with the schedule that they have. They have, they play great defense after great defense. Now, Tennessee and Atlanta, those are probably going to be shootouts. So that's when you're going to see some fireworks, in my opinion, is against Tennessee and against Atlanta. And those are both at home, which is good for New York. So that'll be fun to watch. But the real test is when he goes up against some of these defenses that he's going to be playing. So let's let's ease ease it up and back it up. Ease up and back up. All right. Let's let these guys go through their growing pains and figure it out. So as I mentioned, I wanted to get into this just because it, it, it looked fun, right? Predictions are always fun. So I want to do my own predictions on what teams have a chance. To go from worst to first. And uh, let's say we'll start. I'll go division by division. And we'll start with the AFC. Why not? Now, 
AFC East, New York Jets, 2-14 and 14 last year. You probably already know where I'm going with this. No. No chance for first to worst. I think they're going to be right where they were last year. Fourth in that division. They're probably going to stay in that spot. And listen, Zach Wilson's got to, he'll have to learn. He'll have to grow again this year. Give him the chance. Let him make all the mistakes. You can compare it to Peyton Manning, his rookie season. I mean, how many interceptions did Peyton Manning throw his rookie year? And he went on to be a top three quarterback of all time. AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals, 4-11-1. They're getting their quarterback back this year. Their defense really stepped it up towards the end of the season, it seemed like. They, they really played tough and hard. You get Jamar Chase in there. I don't think they're going to go from worst to first, but I do think that they're going to jump at least one spot because I think Pittsburgh's losing that division now after everything I've seen. There's too much to overcome with losses and Big Ben's last year. But, yeah, I think Cincy, they're just going to go up one spot. Now, you're going to call me crazy. AFC South, the 1-15 Jacksonville Jaguars. Can they top the Colts or the Titans? Now, in news today, breaking news, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson are trending to play in week one after their first foot surgeries were successful. So that's the only thing that it worries me is if Carson Wentz plays a whole season, but I don't think he will after what I saw in camp. He's just, he got hurt again, needed surgery again. Watch out. Jacksonville Jaguars, because Tennessee's overhyped. They're not going 11-5. and five. They're not going 11-6 and six or 10-7. and seven. They're going to go 9-8. and eight. The Colts, with that roster, and Wentz healthy, they got the division. But I don't want to root for injuries. I never want to see a player hurt, but I'm banking on Wentz getting hurt again. Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, worst to first. Going to win that division. Calling it now. Calling it now. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the prodigy that we all expected in year one. He's just that talented. The only thing going to hold that team back is Urban Meyer. AFC West, Denver Broncos finished last. I think they're going to they're gonna jump up a spot. I think the Raiders are going to finish last this year. Actually, no. Drew Locke is their quarterback. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater starts, but I don't know. I, either way, Denver's not going to first place. They're just not. I'll move over to the NFC East. Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, staying there. I'm just going to run through these next few quickly. Detroit Lions, sorry, staying there. But the NFC South, Atlanta Falcons, now they're interesting, right? New Orleans is having a big problem right now with their best receiver, Michael Thomas. He went missing for three months after he told the team, all right, me and my team will take care of the surgery. I'll get it. He comes back from camp after three months of no contact with the team. And now he wants to get the surgery. So if Jameis Winston has to go out there without his number one receiver, that's going to be tough. I, you still got to have him Kamara, but Winston needs all the help he can get. And Tampa's winning this division, but Atlanta's going to be a close second. A close second. Watch out. 
And then obviously the NFC West, of course, I'm finishing up with my Niners division. And you already know. Niners are going from 6-10, and 10, fourth in the division last year, to 12-5, and five, baby. 12-5 and five to win the NFC West. While the Seahawks finish 11 and 6. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say they're going to go 12 and 5 as well, but the Niners are going to have the tiebreaker. I just, I, I can't see Russell Wilson losing more than five games in a season. I just can't. I don't think that's ever actually happened, if I'm being honest. I think Russell Wilson has quite the winning record here in the NFL since he's coming in the league, which is just, again, he wins. That's what you want from a franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. He wins. Okay, so he went 10-6 and six one year. Two years. All right. Maybe he can lose six games. All right, I'll stick with it. 11-6 and six for the Seahawks, 12-5 and five for the Niners. So that'll, that'll do it for my worst to first. Stay tuned next week as I'll be able to dissect and go over some of these preseason games. Preseason, baby. I don't know. If you're you better be as geeked as I am. I feel like this has been the longest offseason, longest just since the Super Bowl, longest wait for this damn preseason to start. And we're getting it with some great matchups too. Like we're gonna see Tua and Justin Fields go at it. Alright, come on now. How how does that not get you excited? You're going to see Mac Jones against Washington. All right, not that great of a matchup. But Trevor Trevor Lawrence against Baker Mayfield, if Mayfield plays. But Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to go out there and ball against that Cleveland defense that is just stacked on paper. All right, we're not going to get Dak back. But then we got Joe Burrow against Tampa's defense if he comes back. And hopefully he's ready. I hope so. You got Zach Wilson against New York's defense and, and Daniel Jones. Let's see what Daniel Jones does. I know Kenny Galladay, he got hurt, but we're not sure what's going to go happen with that. Kenny Galladay needs to get, I mean, they, they brought him in to help Daniel Jones out. It better happen. It, it, it has to happen. It's go now mode. We already know Deshaun Watson's not going to play, but Trey Lance against Kansas City. I mean, come on now. Matt Stafford in that new offense against Justin Herbert. And we would have got Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold, but we're not going to get that. We're going to get Darnold against that good indie offense or defense. So we got some juicy, good matchups. Uh, We're obviously all looking for those rookie quarterbacks to get their first preseason start under their belts. And I hope they go out there and look good. You already know what I think Justin Fields is going to do. Now, watch out, though. I know Jimmy's the starter, but if Trey Lance goes out there and looks good, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard decision for Shanahan come week one. Um, but I know it's only preseason. It's only the first week. Let, let's let's take, the, take this thing in strides, and let's see what these guys are able to put together and, and, and really boost up their resume for, for that starting job. And it's going to be fun. It's just going to be fun. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me, and I'll see you next week. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.